So welcome back here to J. Tom Lawler Rink. We're at the score, Merrimack nothing, and uh, first place UMass Lowell nothing. I'm Mike Mackin with John Leahy, and Ian Beauchene joins us here for his PA duties down there calling the uh, shootout there between uh, look like a Merrimack fan and a uh, Lowell fan, and how did that turn out there, Ian? Yeah, our uh, Donnie, home, home squad Donnie, took home a uh, nice gift card to the Merrimack College Bookstore, so I hope he spends it on books. No, <laughs> exactly right. Now uh, we see the basketball game is up on the uh, the screen down the far end. Looks like Bryant leading Merrimack 37-29 with a minute seven to go in the first half here. This is a pretty big matchup here, if I understand correctly, right? Northeast Conference? Yeah, conference opponent between Merrimack and Bryant. Uh, they used to be in the same same uh, conference back when Bryant and Merrimack were both in the NE10 uh, prior to Bryant making the move a few years back to the Northeast Conference as well. So it's good to see another local Local rival in Bryant. Both teams have played each other tough over the last couple of years. I believe the series is split all time, two and two, uh, between Merrimack and Bryant. Actually, I, I like the jerseys that they're wearing tonight. We got gold on both sides of the building here. We got Merrimack in their alternate gold jerseys here, and uh, the basketball program debuting their new gold alternate jerseys over as well next door at Hamill Court. They go to halftime. Are they going to put our game on over there? Maybe I'll throw it on a locker room on TV. I know they don't have a uh, video board capabilities like we do over here at Lawler, but, you know, I'm sure uh, they're following along over there. Uh, women's hockey as well underway for Merrimack tonight. They're at Maine, last I saw, leading 2-1 to one up in Orono at the end of two periods. Is that the latest there? Uh, the last I saw, too, as well during the, uh, during the period before I had my... Uh, <laughs> Shootout challenge going on. I did still see two one in favor of Merrimack, so it's it's good for, to to see Coach Hamlin and company go on the road and you know hopefully hold on for a big conference win and pick up a big three points, especially in a tough place like Orono to play on the road. Now they've been banged up. I know the women's team. Uh, they had a, a pretty nice stretch earlier in the year for uh, you know several weeks in a row. They were uh, either winning or you know close games, ties, wins, what have you. Uh, I forget what the streak was, but uh, then they got hit by the injury, injury bug there for a while. Uh, that's seemed like it really impacted them and uh, uh, you know it's been tough for them to bounce back there but what's, what's the latest status uh, from what you've seen there with the women's team? Yeah it's still on a, but they're a younger team they've lost a couple of seniors and a couple of leaders over the last two years. I should mention by the way they've got two players and one former player one player who was playing this year who are going to be playing in the Olympics coming up in just a couple of weeks. Yeah big opportunity for them and a, and a great opportunity for the college too to show what this program has become and the players that they're able to come in and develop as, as, as far as talent is concerned. So it's nice to see that. You know, the school come out and get some recognition. You know, uh, Kate Mikulska is one of the representatives, and Dominika Laskova on this year's roster will head over as well and compete with uh, the Czech, uh, Team Czech Republic over in uh, Beijing for the Women's Olympic Ice Hockey Program. As far as I know, that's the first uh, first Olympic hockey uh, competitors uh, ever for Merrimack in Merrimack history. Men's all women, so that's certainly a uh, nice feather in their cap. This game here, uh, first period, uh, in the books here now, with Merrimack and Lowell scoreless. Uh, your thoughts on that first period? First period kind of played out how I thought it would go. You know, both of these teams coming off a weekend sweeps last week. Obviously, Merrimack with a home-and-home -home series with Providence. And Lowell took on a main program who, despite struggling at different times this year, played them tough. They played them to two uh, to two close games. Friday night was a 5-3 decision for Lowell, and Saturday night was a 4-3 decision for Lowell. So it was a couple of good hockey games for Lowell and the program 
here in Merrimack that seems to have found their groove, at least here since the calendar's turned to 2022. You know, you pick up a couple of wins last week and a big six points in Hard East standing, especially seeing what UNH did right behind them as well, sweeping Boston College as well. So it, it, it was a big weekend for Merrimack. And, and You know, I thought in that first period, I expected Lowell to be more dominant than we were. Knowing that they generally have been strong in the first periods. I know they scored three goals in each of the first uh, periods against Maine last weekend. Uh, but there was a lot of ice out there to be had. Merrimack was able to make some plays, uh, you know, create some space, create some open ice. I thought, and they had some pretty good chances. I don't know when the last time was that Lowell gave up that many odd man rushes in a period, but Merrimack had a good number of them. Owen Savory had to be pretty sharp there to keep that one scoreless as well as uh, a pipe in both clubs did hit a pipe in that first period. Yeah, I thought Merrimack did a good job of transitioning out of their end defensively, you know, not making or looking to make a play that wasn't there necessarily. They were looking to make the smart play, get the puck out, and of course this is a low program that a lot of people around here are familiar with. If you make a mistake, they're going to find a way to make you pay for it and put the puck in the back of your net. So make the smart play. Don't make the play that necessarily isn't there and try to force something. One of the things about Lowell and it's been this way for a while is that they're going to roll out there, whatever line they roll out there, it's going to be a lot of dangerous guys. And you know, first of all, they're going to play the system, they're going to work hard, they're going to do the little things that they need to do, but they're also, you know, if they get an opportunity on the offensive side of things, you know, be able to score goals. Andre Lee's almost kind of like the, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, I don't know what you want to call it, standing out there from the, the others with his 11 goals, but they got a lot of other guys that have scored, you know, it's a pretty balanced lineup there, such that any of these guys that get an opportunity, you know, can take advantage of it. We almost saw that a couple of times in the period. Yeah, I spoke to Bob Ellis on my podcast earlier this week, and he made a perfect mention of it. He spoke to Jeff Jackson a few years back before a, uh, in a pregame comment prior to a national tournament game. Or actually, might have been uh, the hockey's title game at uh, semifinal at the Garden. He described Lowell as, a, as an army of clones. Every line comes out, they all do the same thing, and they all do it well and effectively. And that's what makes Lowell so difficult to play against. And again, getting back to what Merrimack did there in the first period, they made the smart plays and kind of made Lowell figure out how they were going to react after that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, for example, that uh, goaltending at Lowell has necessarily always gotten you know, the respect that it deserves. Uh, they've obviously had guys like Connor Hellebuck, and people said, gee, is it Hellebuck or is it the guys in front of him? And then he goes on to the NHL, and you're like, real gee, I guess he's pretty good, right? And then now now we're seeing it again, I think, with Owen Savory, hearing much of the same thing, whereas we saw him, obviously, in that first period, and he was the difference in many ways between that being maybe a 2-0 you know, lead for Merrimack and the scoreless period that we have now. Yeah, again, that was another thing that Bob touched on in my conversation with him. Last week, against Maine in that first period, you get a guy like Saber, he made a couple of very timely saves, and if you get a goaltender who doesn't necessarily answer the bell in the fashion that he did last week, you could go from being up 3 nothing to maybe chasing the score by a goal or two after the opening 20. So we saw him do it here. Merrimack did a good job of trying to move the puck across ice, go east-west, and make him make the first move and go from there. And that's something that's going to have to carry over into the second and into the third period if they want to try and put the puck behind him. Hey, you mentioned the podcast. What's the name of the podcast again? Uh, it's called Between the Hash Marks, an inside look at Hockey East. It can be found on uh, Spotify. Uh, bring guests from all around the conference. As I mentioned earlier this week, I chatted with the voice of the River Hawk Network, Bob Ellis, and uh, last week I had a chance to sit down with Mike Sarge Riley, the public address announcer down at Providence College, and John Leahy here as well on the uh, local call. So look forward to having more guests from uh, the league on. Well, Bob Ellis, I've known him for years. I go back to high school when I 
Bob from high school. He was calling our high school games, I remember. You know, and I probably, probably still have some cassette tapes of those games somewhere. But uh, did, did he get Bob to tell you any good stories, any good all-time hockey stories, you know, maybe Billy Riley or something like that? Yeah, he mentioned that part of the reason why he now kind of has the uh, has the job at Lowell in, you know, in accordance to how he wanted to call hockey and be a broadcaster for a specific program, a specific team, was due to the fact that Billy Riley, who grew up around here, saw him play hockey when he was at Emerson, meaning Bob Ellis. And, you know, he kind of went from there and found the open open opportunity at Lowell, and he took it, and Coach Riley brought him in. He also made reference to some of the old-time rivalries between Merrimack and Lowell, playing at the at the Tully Forum down in Chumsford, and uh, a turkey being strapped to the goal after, you know, some shenanigans between the two teams, and Merrimack students launching tennis balls onto the ice following goals between the two, and, you know, just kind of talked about some of the old days of Hockey East when, you know, the, the league was first formed, and how they used to play against WCHA opponents, and those would count for both Hockey East games and WCHA games in both conferences. So it was great to see his perspective, a guy that's been around and, and in the, uh, the league for three decades. It's, it's awesome to talk to him. Yeah, we could go on for a long time about that. I think Bob and I might be two of the only people up here who actually remember those days going back to like the mid-1980s or so. But, uh, yeah, Bob's great. I love him. Uh, he's been, been around for a long time. And uh, it's always great to see him break the air. I had a chance to, to talk to him as well. I know both you and John had him on your podcast this week. So I want to recommend to folks to check those out. Uh, again, the name of the podcast. Uh, Between the Hash Marks, an inside look at hockey. You can find us on Twitter at B-T-W-E-E-N Hashes Pod on Twitter. You can also find my personal Twitter handle at Ian Bow, I-A-N-B-E-A-U. All right. Thanks a lot, Ian. We appreciate it. Talk to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Have a great rest of the game. Right, you too. Ian Boshin, our guest here uh, with the score 0-0. Zero zero, Merrimack and UMass Lowell at the end of the first period of play. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.